Hey, podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Superhero Movie Club. Hey. Oh, look. Hello. They're both here today. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> Sometimes they don't stick around for the preamble. Yeah. Sometimes they do. Divided Somet- only by a glass wall. Oh, yeah, we're doing a little studio division today again. Sometimes that happens. Of yeah. emotions. <laughs> I miss you. You're so far away from me. Do that thing where we put our hand up against the wall? Yeah. I can't do that otherwise. Oh, wow, you have to handprint. Yeah, no. You should clean that. Yeah, I'll j- yeah, I'll just try to wipe grease <laughs> off a window with my it. leather jacket. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so this episode's going to be Ghost Rider 2 Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys going to even review that movie? Oh, we already have. We already worry. did it. Uh, yeah. It's better than the first one. Yeah. That's, that's not by much. It's, it's not by much? It's a low bar. We got a KMSU constituent who's <laughs> listening. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. We're recording. Oh. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. That's Joe. Hi. Joe's pretty cool. And uh, so we just talked about that movie. Yeah, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider 2. It's, yeah, well, it's not as good as it could have been. Let's we, just say that. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you think about this movie going in, it's probably going to be true. <laughs> that it's a work. It's a national treasure. Oh, yes. Oh, man. It is a national treasure. When they establish the Nicolas Cage Museum, <laughs> this will have its own wing. <laughs> All right, so next up is going to be our season three finale, which we botched the first time. Yeah. So good for us. We're mm-hmm. recording in this studio. I don't like this glass wall thing. Yeah, it kind of it ruins the vibe sometimes. Yeah, I can't yeah. connect with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and make sure that more funny videos are going to be coming on Facebook, so get a hold of that just a heads up. But other than that, anything else you guys want to say before we dig right into this movie? Uh. Send me stuff on Twitter at superhero MC. Yeah, thanks. Send him chili recipes. He really likes oh, those. Yeah, yeah that's that's, right. that's one thing. If you send if you send us chili recipes, we will make them, and probably like our season six or seven finale will be just like a chili cook off. Nah, dude, we're just gonna do bonus episodes where <laughs> yeah. we just evaluate fan chili recipes. Oh, that actually sounds good. I can just like come in here and eat a bowl and be like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have our. It's special- not as good as mine. We'll have our special More. Ghost Rider two chili. It's just vomit. Oh yeah, you should you should make you make your chilies all themed after superheroes. Anyway, here's Ghost Rider two Spirit of Vengeance season three episode five. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Superhero Movie Club. I'm your comic book cultured host, Michael Maurer, joined by the movie maestro, James Skyler Houtsma, and the scientific scholar, Ben Anderson. (laughs) These movie review podcasts are a dime a dozen. Here at SHMC, we cover everything else about the movies you maybe didn't notice, including their budgets, music, source books, and hell, even the science. This week, I hope you're ready for... Danny's the one good thing I ever did. That 
being the case, we better make sure he doesn't turn out to be the Antichrist. The rider's going to come out. He'll destroy whoever's got it coming. I'm not afraid of you. Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, I am so ready for this. Huge trombone. And rard rock. Hard rock. Noise rock. Okay, we start off every one of our shows with first opinions, but we want to give a quick disclaimer. Just so we're not coming off as people who don't appreciate this film for what it is, making a film is really tough. It is a really difficult thing to do. Especially making a a film that's watchable. Yes, in any respect, (laughs) in any form, watchable. It takes a lot of time, effort, and stuff, and much respect for these guys for being able to do that as a career. That is tremendously amazing. That being said, compared to movies that have similar resources... Cat poop. Yeah, this movie was cat poop. Skylar, give me your first opinion. Okay, Uh, coming out of Ghost Rider 2, I remember... Being like, well, if I had to choose between just continued mediocrity like the first one or little glimmers of hope surrounded by just a lot of crap, I would probably take the glimmers of hope. Mm. But it doesn't mean this movie is any really good. There's about 10 salvageable minutes in the whole thing. That's, yeah, that's a good way to praise it. Yeah, and I would watch those 10 minutes as like a short film. Uh, it'd be a really poorly plotted short film, but it would be ten great action sequences. Would it be any <laughs> well, more poorly plotted, plotted than, than the rest of the movie? Than the entire movie? <laughs> yeah. No. Also, screw movies where you have to protect the stupid kid. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, I, I suppose. I hate it. Maybe if you played a lot of Resident Evil 4. Oh, or, or watched Up by Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Evil Up. Yeah, screw up because there was a kid that the old man had to take care of. (laughs) That kid was annoying as hell, and he didn't even have, you know, demonic powers or anything like that. Or parents. Or, no. (laughs) Okay, Uh, I will agree with Skylar in that there are moments that I was in this film for a little bit. I was was in. I was good. There were some great action shots. Ghost Rider looked cool. I do give him that. He did look pretty awesome. I like the black skull look instead of the white skull look from the first film. And it just had this more intense feel. Like, they changed the design a little bit. It was subtle but really nice. But that being said, there is so much of this film that just falls flat. Everything in between the action sequences is close to garbage. Nick Cage's performance when he's not Ghost Rider is off the off the handles. It's not, you can't control it. It's too much. Too much. And it, you know what? We come to expect it at this point from Nick Cage. But that's all I got to say about this one. We have a lot more to say later. <laughs> ben? I really like this movie. I, like you said, the, the action sequences were brilliant. Uh, it was uh, poorly written and just a, a complete <laughs> pile of garbage of a film. But that being said, uh, I found the spaces between the action sequences actually kind of entertaining just to watch Nick Cage just twitch around um, and and do the whole Nick Cage thing that we expect and some of us I love. Yeah, I so yeah, it was entertaining to watch the whole way through which makes it a, a whole lot better than than Dread. 
Oh, yeah. no. Don't, Don't do even. that. Ghost Rider 2 better than Dread. No. 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 Not okay. Absolutely not. You're bad and you should feel bad. Yes. we. You're fired. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> at least at least I enjoyed this movie. Oh, man. it's oh, well, At least we continued to understand that film is still subjective. <laughs> yes. Holy bananas. Yeah. All right. I'm going to posit a question. Is it possible to produce a good Ghost Rider movie in the studio system? No, I mean, we haven't seen it yet. Uh, Well, I mean, what's so challenging? The effects? Finding a compelling story to pad out, you know, the whole, the look. Because I will agree, the the look of Ghost Rider here, cool. Yeah. Like, it's, it's pretty grungy. It's nice. Right. Just finding a somewhat meaningful situation to put him in beyond look how cool this guy is is the the challenge i think yeah well i think the difficulty is ghost rider never was able to vocalize when he was ghost rider you had to go back to nick cage to get any form of emotion other than just rage so i think if you wanted to do this again you would have to give the ghost rider some character because right now all he is is a force he's just a badass yeah he's just a badass that's cool and it can be cool but it doesn't last that long yeah it doesn't hold up a one-dimensional character no matter what the dimension is will get old Mm -hmm. in about two scenes so yeah so we had some really cool action scenes of him being a badass but then we had nothing else to, to to surround it with um we got some backstory on the ghost rider but it wasn't acted out through the Ghost Rider. It was told, like, out of a storybook, which was very flat. One of the dumbest decisions you could do with this movie. Also, loved it how this movie, in second movie form, true to form, decided to do that. Well, Ghost Rider wants to give up his Ghost Rider powers. Ah, yes. That is a common trope in sequels of superhero films. (laughs) Thanks, Superman (laughs) 2. Neville Dean Taylor need to play Dungeons and Dragons with a really good DM so that they know how to craft a story. <laughs> In case you're wondering, Neville Dean and Taylor were the two people who directed this film. Okay, money, money, money. Let's get into money. Uh, this film was produced with fifty-seven million dollars. Uh, that's a quite on the low end for Hollywood blockbuster production, yeah. but it's half the. Bu- production budget it was given for the first film i would argue they made more out of less here yes it's true go but ahead. not go but ahead. not as far as grossing they didn't no no, no. no go ahead scout how much did it make uh okay domestic gross sits at 51 million so six million dollars shy of its production budget but it brought in 80 million foreign so that brings us worldwide uh tally to 132 million and that is nearly half of ghost rider mm-hmm so the first one made about two over two hundred. Okay. So yeah, it produced half with about half. So they were hoping to get more by giving them less. Uh, that, that sounds like Sony logic. This film doesn't really rank well. I mean, it made its money back nicely, but it I think it underperformed from expectations. Oh yeah, because people had caught on after the first Ghost Rider that. Hey. And all of Nick Cage's other movies. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really do anything in, but there was a five-year gap. 
There was. It was a pretty long gap for a sequel. Unfortunately, The Wicker Man was not in between these two movies. Oh, that mm. would have revved it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it made, it's like 65th domestic, 55 worldwide for the year of 2012. So it's pretty far down there. It was a solid film, financially. And they they decided to put it to rest, though, after that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, comic book stuff. Ooh, that's me. First off. The character that is well-liked by everyone, and that is Idris Elba's character, Moreau, completely original. Thrown in for the sake of Idris Elba. Which, why wouldn't you? Of course. Absolutely. Uh, next up, we have Danny Ketch. Do you remember the actor who played Danny Ketch? He's the little boy. Yeah, he's just the stupid kid. Yeah, he's the st- he is kind of a dumb kid in the film. All the kids end up being dumb. In these types of films. Stupid kid is stupid. But that's like I think that's the plot of Star Wars Episode One. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's the whole plot of Gotham. Oh, dude. Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> Danny Ketch is actually a comic book character that is the third slash second incarnation of the Ghost Rider. I'll explain that in a moment. Because Danny was created by Howard Mackey and Javier Saltares, I'm guessing. That's how you pronounce his name. Back in 1990, 1990, man, comic books were at their peak of quantity and their lowest in quality. 1990s is just like the year of the decade of Rob Liefeld, where things were just super in your face, like action, grunge, muscles, pockets and pouches. <laughs> so, gritty reboots. Yeah, gritty reboots. So you had characters like Ghost Rider show up in a gritty reboot and the character's gritty enough already. And so he's the second Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze was the first, but Ghost Rider was originally in a comic book one-shot called Phantom Rider, a.k.a. Ghost Rider, so that's technically the first Ghost Rider. But anyway, that was just sort of a one, one-time one thing until Johnny Blaze become the the all-time character. Uh, this is kind of fun. Danny Ketch got his powers by touching the gas cap on his motorcycle originally um, because he found a motorcycle that had the emblem of the demon Zarathos on it. <laughs> And that's how we got the Ghost Rider power. Hooray! Comic books. <laughs> yeah. His string of comics when he first came out, uh, at least for a while, I think there was a comic book story arc for about five or six issues that Wizard rated as the lowest possible score it could because Danny Ketch is surrounded by convoluted plots in his comic book storylines. Kind of a complicated character to master, and they wanted to put him in a film, so... Great. Take the worst of Ghost Rider and put it in a movie. And make it a little kid, too. Jeez. <laughs> Logic. Instead of a full-grown adult with Ghost the second. it's Yeah. it was suppo- I guess it was supposed to be foreshadowing in the film that mm-hmm. Danny Ketch would eventually become the next Ghost Rider when, whenever Nick Cage decided to step down. I would, I would watch a Ghost Rider versus Ghost Rider 2 movie. That would actually be pretty cool. Um, having two Ghost Riders fight it out. No, I'd watch like a... Five minute tech demo of a fight scene. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. I don't <laughs> want a whole movie. I just want one fight. I just want to. I just. I just want to. You know, have like a cage match. <laughs> Next WWE, up, WWE. So. <laughs> Next up, we have the character Blackout. If anybody remembers that character from the movie, <laughs> he's the guy that had the super pale, ashy skin that could decay people when he touched them, and then turn like send them to a dark world. Or he blinded them essentially, right? He, like, snapped his fingers, and suddenly they couldn't see anything around him, but he could see them. Right. It was like Blackout World. That's what like, the directors wanted to call it. Like, what's that uh, that villain from Justice League? Shade. Like Shade, yeah. Shade. Well, he's able to, like, manipulate darkness, where Blackout just, like, does it to you internally. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And 
He came about in the same comic book run made by the same guys, uh, Howard Mackey and Javier Saltares, in 1990, same year as Danny Ketch, all the same, because he's Danny Ketch's rival. Uh, because he kills Ketch's sister in like one of the first comics of that run. So he sticks around. He's vampiric, so he has like a weakness of sunlight, and he's got like sharp teeth and stuff. And they didn't really address that weakness in the movie at all, because why would they? Because it would ruin the sunshine scenes. And also, the decaying power is straight from the writer's thoughts. All he could do is the black, the blackout stuff in, in the comic books. He didn't have this thing where he touches people and suddenly they, they decay in front of him. What, I, ha- what happens when he touches, like, a thing of yogurt? Because yogurt is, like, the point of it is it's already partially, it's already decayed, and so it can't Would he bad. add bacteria to it? Would it just turn to ash? Would it just dust? Greek yogurt? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that his powers are pretty much just a rip off of Wes Bentley's in the original Ghost Rider, because he also did the thing where he touched people, and they got all, like, dehydrated. Dehydrated oh, he gnarly. Aged them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, kind of the same thing. So maybe, like... I don't know. They could have come up with something original. Well, also nah. his his character's name is very similar: Blackheart and Blackout. That's right. And we have finally one last character, and that is Zarathos, the demon Zarathos, aka the Ghost Rider spirit. Zarathos was in the first film, obviously, because he is technically the Ghost Rider in human form, even though he's like this all powerful demon. And But in the second film, this is the first time he's mentioned by name. And he's given this, it's not a bad backstory, but they give it to you so fast and so, like, storyboard-esque, like reading a children's novel, that I actually didn't even pick up on it. He's an angel from heaven, an angel of justice, and then the devil tricks him, sends him to hell, makes him go insane, and turns him into an angel of, of vengeance. Spirit of vengeance. I was getting there, but thank you for taking my thunder. Yes. <laughs> and so... Wait, you had trouble following that? <laughs> like, when I watched that, I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I was, well, I mean, I guess... <laughs> it was it just, poorly paced, but it, I was like, okay. So what happens is he's a corrupted spirit. So that's what Ghost Rider is. And he can only exist on the earth in a mortal form. In case you're wondering, that's why he has a blue flame at the end. Like, I didn't pick that up. <laughs> that Because he saved a child's life. Now he's re- re- rectified? He's redeemed. 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 So he went from being a spirit of vengeance back to being a spirit of justice. Oof. Good job, Zarathos. Just added a couple hundred degrees to it. Yeah, did nobody catch that in the movie? Mm, yeah, neither did I. Well, <laughs> I had to read it. <laughs> well, it's at the end, and the end just blows chunks because they were like (laughs) okay we need to end this somehow (laughs) oh i did have a question about characters though yeah what is up with the devil in this movie because they kind of insinuate he's the same character from the first one but then they're like no he's a different character he is the same character played by a different actor peter fonda did not replies his role as they don't call him the devil they call him Mephistopheles or Mephisto. Mephistopheles, yep. Mephistopheles, yes. But they just call him Rourke in this movie. Yeah, I, uh, that's like his human name. I don't know why they call him Rourke. Yeah. That's kind of weird. But yeah, the whole premise is that demons can only exist on the mortal plane in a mortal body. So, and Danny Ketch is not a mortal. Which we'll He's talk about demon. that during the science section. Yes. I, oh, you have something for that? I Bravo. <laughs> well, okay. Are, are we getting into like Paris science right now? I was I was going to make this joke of um it was Then kinda, save it. Okay, yeah, I'll okay. explain it later. Okay. 
Great, yeah. great. Because I need to tell you that Zarathos was made by Roy Thomas and Gary Frederick and Mike Plug in 1972 because he was the Ghostwriter spirit. But in the comic books, he is never a spirit of justice. He is a all-powerful demon that got way more powerful. Mephisto is like, whoa, dude, you're way too powerful. You're eating all my souls. That Don't eat, do that. So he tricks him and traps him. And then he's like, you can come up here in the mortal plane, whatever you want, but you're bound to a human. And that's when you can hunt for souls. And you have to do it with retribution. <laughs> so that's Zarathos in a nutshell. But he's really flipping powerful in the Marvel Universe. But those are all the characters that mm-hmm. were introduced in, this, uh, introduced in this film. Skyler, will you take us to the music? Because this music is some pretty hardcore stuff. Oh my god. Uh, music for Ghost Rider 2 is composed by a man named David Sardi. I think he's done music for movies like 21 and Zombieland, Premium Rush, all that fun stuff. But I wouldn't have known that if I wasn't looking directly at Wikipedia right now. I don't don't have much to say about the music of Ghost Rider 2, but let's take a listen to his theme for the main character himself. Okay, so you hear how that's kind of orchestral and, uh, dare I say, traditional? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was pretty plain and simple. Some might say lame. Yeah, well, you heard a bit more of the theme in our opening intro that we like to do. Right. That had a, a little bit more sound to it. It's got some of that, that it loves using that electric guitar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad you brought up electric guitar, because when you think of Ghost Rider, you think of motorcycles. And you th- when you think of motorcycles, you think of just grungy-ass noise music, which this uh, score also has some of. Yeah. But before we get... Too much into that. We'll just take a listen to its incidental music in, I believe the track is called Danny Escapes. Uh, Dan, yeah, uh, Danny Escapes dash car chase. Oh, so, very ambiguous. <laughs> Song. I will give the guy credit. There's some crazy sounds he's mixing in there, which he's a bit ambitious with this. I mean, with a lot of the tracks that we we call lame, a lot of the soundtracks we call lame, like man, the Wolverine, boy, that was not a fun soundtrack to go through. No, <laughs> this one at least like there's moments where he's like, let's get weird, <laughs> and with a movie of Nick Cage, you know. <laughs> screaming at the camera while he <laughs> turns into Ghost Rider and spinning on an axis after being hit by, what, a grenade? Yeah, a, light, a flash grenade. And they call it the compass of pain. <laughs> when I was watching the commentary. They were very proud of that moment. <laughs> this is the coolest shot in the movie. It's like, <laughs> no, is it? <laughs> you, you guys are weird. But we love you. Right. You make high-voltage films. God. Right. Like Crank 2. Oh, yes. And Crank 1. No, Ye- Crank 2 is the Ye- subtitles, high-voltage guys. Come on. Oh, 
Okay. Oh, <laughs> God, why am I bad at jokes? Because <laughs> you're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> first things first, I'm the realist. <laughs> no. Let's get out of realism and back into Weirdness. More, more weird, crazy sounds with the track. Well, well um, um, kill it. Yeah, I love this track. This is so fun. I can't believe you didn't want to do much for this section because the soundtrack is the second best part of this movie. <laughs> Faint praise. That's saying a lot. That's a loaded compliment. There, there were... <laughs> Man, that track is just, just to the wall. <laughs> oh, I want to staple my balls to a table. <laughs> Ghost Rider. Intense. Chains as weapons. <laughs> We're done with music. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> Skyler was just, w- he was biding his time. So that means we're moving to you, Ben. All right. What do you got for us for science? Because there was not a whole lot to really extrapolate on in this film. There, there is so little um, to go for me to go on in this movie that I was gonna, just going to make like an extended joke where I pretended science, but actually I just talk about all the like oculate stuff they get wrong. Oculate? Occult. Oh. However you pronounce that word. Okay. Um, I would have said occultic. Occultic? Yeah. That's just I, I, me, though. I would just, I would just go on about all the occultic stuff they get wrong in the way I do. Because you know. you're a Wiccan? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would, I, but anyway, and then I was <laughs> like, well, I don't actually I don't actually know my, my tarot cards or anything, so I guess that wouldn't be very funny. So I have like- Start simple with the mistakes that are made in every single film. Uh, yeah. Inertia and Newton's Third Law. If you shoot a shotgun at Ghost Rider- and he flies backward because he it hits him so hard. You're gonna fly just as far backward because you weigh about the same as Ghost Rider, and that's how Newton's third law works. Mm-hmm. But it's an action film. But yeah, so, so you kind of have to over exaggerate those moments to have some fun. Yeah, I mean, if 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 we didn't have Nick Cage just flying all over the place, then it would just be like someone shoots at him, and then he just like stands there. He continues to be a one dimensional <laughs> badass. Yeah, with no weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. Physics doesn't work when everyone on the production is on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> or on crank drug. You remember what was the drug in crank? Uh, I think it was crank. No, it was no, it was called a a Bangkok uh cocktail or something. Yeah, like, like a Bangkok cocktail. I think that's what it was called. So everyone was on Bangkok cocktails. Yes. Because they couldn't drop their heart rate making this film, otherwise they'd all die. That or <laughs> they were just using a car battery to restart the, the, <laughs> the pacemaker. Yeah. I love how these guys did crank and crank too. We get to just riff on that because those are literally action films with nothing else but action. Right. If my heart lowers to a certain amount, I die. That's an action film. <laughs> also, I I just looked up the uh, no slang drug slang dictionary and and Bangkok whatever is not in there at all. A so. Bangkok cocktail. Well, it's because yeah. it's fictional. Because there isn't an actual. There might be an actual drug. We're not doing crank right now, it's though. We're crank. doing Ghost Rider. <laughs> okay, we back, went on a pretty far tangent right. there. Also, it's called the Beijing cocktail. Beijing, Beijing. cocktail. And, yeah. 
Science. Closest we can get to the Beijing cocktail is Beijing, which is the process uh, by which you basically alter cocaine to make it a higher purity. We're combining this movie with Crank? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Crank's basically a superhero film. I, I have so little to go on. Uh, also, there's that rocket launcher that they shoot, and the guy's like, oh, it creates a vacuum, so apparently that makes it a bigger explosion. I don't remember that scene. <laughs> oh, I remember this line of dialogue, and I was like, that's straight up wrong, because if you shoot a rocket launcher in a vacuum, you get no fireball, because there's, <laughs> no, there's no oxygen to make a fireball. Yeah, uh, so that was wrong, straight up. <laughs> now, what about this big digging machine, the oh, bagger the best part that, of the movie? Uh, yeah, the, the big digging machine that Ghost Rider hangs out in. Um, <laughs> it's like his <laughs> tree clubhouse. <laughs> it really is. Uh, that is uh, the Bagger 288, uh, which is built by a German mining company, or built for a German mining company. Uh, it's a basically a mobile, in air quotes, uh, strip mining machine. The thing is massive. It is huge. T- uh, when it was constructed in 1978, uh, it took the world record for largest land-based vehicle uh, from the crawler transporter, which NASA uses to carry the space shuttle, or used to, and then they got rid of the space shuttle. Rest I don't think peace. you get a great sense of scale in the film of how large this thing is. There are, yeah, there are pictures online. Take a moment. Just look at the pictures online of a Bagger 288 mm-hmm. or just a, uh, yeah, a strip mining yeah. machine. Uh, the, the Bagger 288. There is also a few others named with different numbers. The the Bagger uh, 291. There's a few. There's more yeah. of these. But, yeah, there's the Bagger 288, which is uh, the, the biggest one they built. But Just thing to keep mm-hmm. in mind, this thing is built to saw mountains in half. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Um, it is so. Maybe you've seen those giant dump trucks. Go, where it's like go to a, Wikipedia right now and mm-hmm. look at the like the main picture for the Bagger 288 page. And there's a dump truck in the foreground, and the wheel of that dump truck is probably at least 18 feet tall. Yeah, it's about three times, four times, maybe how tall you are. Yeah, uh, and that truck is in the foreground, and it looks like a little Tonka toy. <laughs> Next to this thing, so this thing is massive. It's hard to yeah, it's hard to get a sense of just how big this thing is. And it was a really fun moment of the film for those directors to be like, let's take the biggest machine ever and turn it into Ghost Rider's toy. Yeah, and that's you. Props. It doesn't move as fast as it does in the movie, though. Oh well, it's not being possessed by a demon, though. Oh, that's that's true. I'm guessing it goes about, like, five miles an hour. Oh, uh, less than that. No, yeah. Uh, I can travel 10 meters per minute. <laughs> That's actually pretty fast <laughs> for that big thing. Uh, yeah. So we we're, we had such little science to talk about that we obsessed over this mining machine yeah. being included in a film. It's a pretty cool thing. In In one day, it can dig a football field 30 meters deep. One day? In one day. Like, if you just ran it. For a day. Oh my gosh! Y- it would I dig. want one <laughs> in my house. It's not street legal, though. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wish. Yeah, this wouldn't is... that be great if you're just driving down the highway and you see that thing? It would be the highway. What am I talking about? <laughs> yeah, this they're is the next logical step for the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just excavator <laughs> races. <laughs> okay, I think that's all the science we have. Bravo, uh, Ben. We for, didn't... for making the best out of nothing. Uh, yeah. Props. Thank you. Uh, fun facts time. First off, fun facts. It's always good to know that 
this film is subjective. Uh, while we all sort of have the same consensus that this film was poorly made structurally and all those other things. What does it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Like a 6%? Uh, 16. 16%. Bravo. There we still like to comment on IGN. Give it a 4 out of 5. Yes. I, I would agree with IGN. <laughs> <laughs> this coming from someone who just said like half an hour ago that IGN is basically incapable of giving a negative review. <laughs> so it's kind of fun. Um, I read that review. I was read also in the comments that that guy got fired. <laughs> so anyway, uh, moving on to you actual fun trust, facts. You can always trust commenters. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. We've, we've mentioned before the directors Neville Dean and yes. Taylor. Two people have worked on similar action films like Crank, Crank 2 High Voltage, Gamer, and Jonah Hex. So all of those films... Are pretty good. <laughs> have are better than Dread. They're there's they're oh, go home. <laughs> we actually no, I can't believe that you still hold that opinion. But anyway, those all those films kind of have a same type of mood, just tremendous action with really crappy everything in between. Yep, their next two projects are. Twisted Metal, which is Taylor only, who is oh. directing and writing the screenplay, which yeah, I can see the connection. The yeah. video game? Yeah. <laughs> They're doing a movie. It's going to be real good. <laughs> <laughs> we hope. And then the Vatican tapes, which I don't care what it is, but this one's just Neville Dean only. Mm. Other fun facts include this film had some fun cameos. We got to see Giles for two minutes. Uh, Anthony Stewart Head was in this film for the first scene and then was pretty much never seen again and we also saw christopher lambert highlander Highlander himself he it is said reported that he trained for three months with sword training and shaved his head for this film he was only in the film for maybe three minutes and how have you not mastered a sword already dude you're highlander seriously get it together Any other fun facts? Was, uh, no, this movie wasn't fun. <laughs> it was very fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I had fun watching it. It was more fun than Amazing Spider-Man. Shut the fuck. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. Uh, oh, we have the, well, the Ghost Rider property rights because they were originally owned by Sony. Yes. Sony had the property rights. Did they have it for the first film too? They did. Both oh. of them are under... Sony slash Columbia. Okay. And now they're back at Marvel. It's like it's like Sony just after a night of hard drinking calls up Marvel and it's like, please take it. I don't want to yeah. drink anymore. <laughs> Get the tequila out of my house. The, yeah, the contract didn't expire. They sold it back to Marvel, I believe, for yeah. some probably some nice little pocket of cash. And executive producer Kevin Feige says there are no near future plans for Ghost Rider, which is pretty evident since we see all of the near future plans for all of the Marvel properties for the next five years. And Ghost Rider is not included. He might show up in the TV show. So cool, man. I would like to see maybe like a Ghost Rider Punisher crossover on like, say, Netflix or something like that. Yes, like I said, he could show up on the TV show. I think he'd be just maybe a little fun. Just do that instead of Iron Fist. No, I love Iron Fist. How dare you? Iron Fist's cool. Racially insensitive. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Iron Fist is actually just the code name for the 
for the next Ghost Rider movie, but they forgot to change it in all the press releases. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Does uh, anybody have any more fun facts? No. Skyward, you came in here with no fun facts about the script writers, about the directors, about I already movie. I already mentioned my fun fact in that everyone was on coke. <laughs> That's a fact. That no, a fact. it isn't. <laughs> we keep fun facts legit because then we go to because of this movie where things get a lot less legit and we get to make jokes about what directly happened because of this movie, either seriously or we might find comedically. So because of this movie, yet another property went back to Marvel. I already said that, but I had that one written down. <laughs> so Good now, to know. Marvel's continuously getting back their properties at a very steady rate. <laughs> because of this movie... Romania's tourism probably flatlined. <laughs> probably had no impact on it because Romania didn't look good in this film. No, it was it's just all dirt. <laughs> they had castles and windy roads which were all really dirty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We hey, dude, we have Romanian listeners. Do we? Yeah. You got to cool that. Well, I I am sure your country is very pretty. But Ghost Rider didn't Quit pick being any good racist, spots. Skylar. Yeah, that was racist. <laughs> Again. <laughs> For like the second or third time, I lost count. Because of this movie, I don't know. I have nothing. <laughs> because of this movie, I am speechless. Yeah. I'm spe- I, this... in awe <laughs> of Neville Dean and Taylor's directing. Because of this movie, Neville Dean and Taylor's biggest technical achievement seemed to be. Shooting a car chase on roller skates. Uh, because of this movie, we continue to understand that animated op- openings are still not cool. Does anybody even remember that? I do. It, it was like Nicolas Cage's most interested part of the movie where he's like, My name's Johnny Blaze. And then once you get to him like in live action, he's like, Did this kind of feel like it was uh, as if it was an opening to a Ghost Rider TV show? Like opening to like the Arrow TV show. My name is Johnny Blaze. I am the Ghost Rider. Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> because of this movie, we had another addition to superheroes flipping their nighttime daytime habits. That's right. Because Ghost Rider showed up for the first time in daytime, even though in the first film he is sort of regimentally seen as just a night. He can only come out at night, but in this one, broad daylight. Killing some baddies. Who cares? And that kind of happened in a couple other films. Isn't that right, Skyler? Yeah, 2012 was a weird year for when uh, superheroes are traditionally supposed to appear. Like, we have a Ghost Rider film where he's mostly out during the day. And then we have a Spider-Man film where he's mostly out during the night. And then we have a Batman film where he's also out in the day, so... So it's such an edgy decision. Breaking ground, people. Batman Batman is always out at night because he is the night. <laughs> oh, because of this movie, it's been reiterated that Twinkies don't decay. Ah, yes! <laughs> we got an- yet another Twinkie joke that Twinkies last forever. If you remember that scene as well. See, like I always refer, I, I keep saying if you remember that scene because I don't remember a lot of these scenes when we brought them up earlier. Uh, I, be- I watched this movie like, two days ago and I don't remember any of these scenes or any of the characters because it was a completely unmemorable movie. <laughs> yeah. Which you enjoyed. Yeah, because, which I really enjoyed. Because of this movie, I always invite friends over to watch it because if I watched it by myself, I might have depression. Because of this movie, I invite my friends over to my house to watch this movie. Did I say friends again? 
Yeah. <laughs> you just said the same thing oh. I did. Because of this movie, I invite my enemies over to my house to watch it because I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's why I was there. Yeah, I wanted you to suffer. <laughs> did you also watch it with the director commentary? Uh, no. Because of this movie, because of watching this movie with director commentary, I uh, come to discover that Neville Dean and Taylor are not the most articulate people when it comes to explaining their property. The pe- wait, the people who directed Crank Two High Voltage are somewhat inarticulate. <laughs> <laughs> a lot wow. of the, a lot of the time, they were just sort of describing how I should be feeling in this moment, and it's like, well, shouldn't I be having that if I'm watching the movie <laughs> instead of describing how you made this moment, which is what commentary is? Because of this movie, uh, there are uh, things that you can watch in film class, so you learn what not to do, <laughs> <laughs> like just have like really baffling edits. In in the middle of fight scenes where you just send people to a black void for like two seconds for no reason. <laughs> because of this movie, somehow a cutaway gag of Ghost Rider pissing is somehow not funny. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was. It's funny in the trailer. It, it worked in the trailer. And then it was sort of passed off in the movie. Oh my God. Okay. I just got that those weird edits where they go into a black void. That's Blackout's power. Yes. You okay. just understood that. Yep. You nice. watched the movie. Yep. This mo- this movie is is just really poorly written, and so I never like understood what that guy's powers were. <laughs> he because they do- don't they don't explain it. They're just like, hey, here's this evil dude, and also, you know, the guy who makes things decay. They they present Ghost Rider as being like this totally e- not evil badass, but like anti-hero badass. Yeah. Anti-hero. Oh hey, uh, did anyone catch at the beginning of the movie where they're like, "You've all, you've all sinned." Told a white lie, pirated a movie as if they knew that no one was actually going to pay to watch this. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, man, you really know your audience. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> that was really good. I didn't remember that, but thank you. Uh, oh boy. Okay, that's gonna wrap it up. Superhero Movie Club is recorded and produced in the studios of KMSU in Mankato, Minnesota. Find this podcast online at superheromovieclub.podbean.com or subscribe on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at SuperheroMC. Our next show's topic is Captain America, the First Avenger. After, yes, that song, great. And we might also have some kind of season two wrap up. We're season three, baby. This season, is season three. Season three. We rate and review us on iTunes because we love you and we love your opinions. And if you have a personal message, we'll read that on the next show. All right. So that'll do it today. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Maurer. And I'm James Keller Hasma. And I'm Ben Anderson. And I hope you all have a super week. Yeah.